You're listening to The Esoterics Podcast. today i am really really good um yeah i feel um a little bit tired me um, too crazy yeah there's some crazy energy going on right with mm-hmm. the eclipse energy yeah 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 i felt really like today i felt very just like i didn't want to do anything and it felt like i hadn't had coffee and months or something I don't know it, just, it was weird it was really weird I had to take a nap <laughs> like yeah I felt real heavy did you work on the house today I did I did um actually I started an Instagram account to like <gasps> track the stuff for the yeah. house yeah it's called Franco abode on okay. Instagram yeah so okay, so and it's and it's completely selfish it's totally for me because I like to see before and afters and like before and afters motivate the crap out of me so if right. so if I can put together my own before and afters and just look at the progress that I'm making on a room day by day or you know whatever week by week whatever it is it helps it helps me so yeah so um so I have that if anyone's interested oh yeah I take it a, a lot of pictures on there yeah it's um it's all oh, coming look. along so, you know, people can look at what, what I mean when I said that it was spacious. Oh, my gosh. The floor in the kitchen. Is that ripped up yet? No. Uh, the floor in the kitchen is not getting ripped up. We're doing the, the flooring over it because it's vinyl. It's just oh. a vinyl sheet. So yeah. so we don't need to. No. And I can't imagine, it... like, how hard that is to rip up. Okay. Well, I can't imagine wanting to paint over that wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we had, we had to do what we had to do with that wallpaper. It was just, I researched because I, I removed wallpaper from several rooms, but when I got to that, that one room, that paper was so stuck and, and I was like, I'm just going to be here all day. And then, and I don't want to do that. So I researched different methods of like what you can do about it. And one of them is you can seal wallpaper with oil-based primer. So we did that for that one entire room and then we did the, the texture on top cool. and it all, it, it all worked out so far. So, so far, so good. Um, okay. Are you keeping your stove? I am. Yeah. The stove is badass. Yeah. It's like super antique and all that. Yeah. As long as it works, I'll, I'll keep it. I like for it. Now. That's for now. Very, very... What about the chandelier? Are you keeping the chandelier in the dining room? I am kitchen? not. I am not Did... keeping any light fixtures. Damn it! It's not. Do you want it? I will. I will mail it to you. I really don't, but I kind of wanted you to be like, "Fuck yeah, I'm keeping it, and I'm rocking it too." No, I am not. It's very like <laughs> like Western, nineteen seventies, nineteen eighties, maybe. It's, like... it's not. 
Yeah, it's not it a fun like, era, okay? No, no. It looks like no. something John Wayne would have over his dinner table. No one looks at the 80s and says, oh, I wish that's such a cool 80s decor. Let's put that in our house. Uh-uh. No, no, no. The first house that I bought had those 80s doors that are white, and then they had those wood like lips on them. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like they're they're white laminate oh. doors, and then they had like those natural wood lips to open them. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, so, I know lips. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, there's there's been some funky stuff that people do. Like, and it was funny the other day we were watching um, Weekend at Bernie's. I have not watched that movie since I was a kid. Have you seen that movie? Yes, I have seen it. So when they get to Bernie's house and that house is like supposed to be like mansion from the 80s and like all decked out or whatever. And it was just like laughable how like tacky it looks now. It's just like it doesn't age well. (laughs) That was a good movie though. (laughs) It was a good movie. I was surprised. (laughs) So... Do you, what's going on with you other than that do you have anything else you want to talk about uh i don't i'm just trying to like live my life one day at a time <laughs> <laughs> not focus too far on the far future <laughs> no no that's it i feel you i feel you well listen um the retreat details are being finalized. Um, I sent out all of the welcome packets. Yes. Um, so that's easier. And that's one thing off of our plate. Yes. Thank um, you. So that's good. I'm excited. Um, everything's being wrapped up around that. I also am, when I go home, I'm going to be doing in-person readings at. That's cool. I know. I'm so excited. So it's sort of like everything is coming together with the in-person readings again. So I'm going to be doing them here in Portland mm-hmm. um, at a place. I'm, I'm not ready to announce it yet because I haven't received the dates. Okay. So, you know, but um, I am excited about that. And it's in a really cool, busy, like um, artsy area of town in a really cool shop. Um, so there's going to be lots of walk-ins and and it's at a cool little metaphysical shop with crystals and books and clothes so I'm really excited about being in that environment again. How long has it been since you've done in-person readings? Uh, Since I closed my my um my studio back in uh, in July of 2020 so wow almost two years like wow a little less than two years. Um, and it, you know, and I like doing them online, but there's just something different about doing them in person. They're just, they either go really, really, really well, or they just don't go at all. Right. It's harder to read people in person for me because Mm -hmm. I'm reading not only, okay. It's, it's hard to describe, but it's like I tap into things other than just the energy that I need to read them because oh, I'm in their energy field. I see. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you just don't want to know. <laughs> sure. You know, right. you know so, 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 so that's exciting. I'm going to be doing, but in Lansing, when I go home um, after the retreat on Wednesday, um, June 1st, and then Thursday, June 2nd, I have, I'm going to be doing readings at, in Old Town. Um, at a shop called Oracle's Apothecary. 
Mm -hmm. And um, I have uh, slots from 12 to 4 on Wednesday and then 4 to 8 on Thursday, which I'll be making those available. People can book them. Um, so it's going to be a combination of walk-ins and bookings, hopefully. So oh, I'm very excited. Cool. Very cool. Yes. Yeah. Um, hey, did you do anything for um, for 420? No. <laughs> <laughs> when was 420? I I can't even I can barely keep track of days right now. When what day was 420? I I well, probably was, had an I probably had an edible that night. It was five <laughs> days ago, so that's all I know because it's 420. Oh, that's right. No, I was the today. middle of the week last week. No, I did not. Did you? Okay. Yes and no. So i ran out of edibles on 424 no i'm sorry 419 419 <laughs> and i had to go in the day before which i was a little bit bummed about i was like damn it oh. right okay so i went in there and apparently they were like prepping for 420 because apparently it's this big thing and there's like lines out the door and people oh are lined God. up everywhere girl i didn't see any of that happening on 420 i didn't see one line going out of a pot shop but anyway, so here's my story. So I go in and normally I get these yummy like cheesecake. You, you had one. Did you yes. like the cheesecake edibles? Yeah, I did. Really I did. Uh -huh. Yeah. So normally I'll get one of those, but I was kind of bored with those and I'm like, I want some caramel. So I went into the, the place and I'm like, so I want caramel, but I don't want um, the kind that makes you really, really tired. And, you know, and I want the kind that rep, like gives you energy. And mm -hmm. He's like, okay, so you want sativa and the way to tell the difference is indica it puts you in the couch which i think uh, right really yes uh -huh. and uh -huh. sativa makes you stay up right i'm like okay so i want okay. sativa okay so talking talking you know i purchased my goods and then he wraps them up anyway so i get home and i'm like um this this lovely caramel big chunk of caramel and i take a tiny little bite of it because i don't do a ton of it sure i woke up the next day and I could barely get out of bed. I was so tired. And I was like, okay, well, you know, there's, there's just, you know, I just, I, sometimes you'll sleep wrong or whatever. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah. the next night I was going to meditate and do a tarot pull and all that stuff. So I had another tiny little bite because yeah. I, I do edibles to meditate, but also to deepen my connection when I connect with spirit. So okay. I'm not saying they're completely recreational free but the majority of the time i'm doing it with an intention behind yeah. it yeah okay yeah the next morning i woke up like i was fucking hung the fuck over and i'm like oh weird. why and i don't have a problem like usually i'm up and out of bed yeah Girl, i open up that package just to because i suspected that i was yes. sold some bunk goods he sold me a chunk of indica caramel and i'm Idiot. like i can't I, like, I, I literally in the couch, like I can't, what am I supposed to do with this? Oh. I can't write on it. I can't, I, I you know, I can't, um, I can't do anything. I can't create. Oh. All you can do is sit there and be stoned and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't oh, work no. for me. You know? So anyway, um, that's, uh, that's a lesson learned that I need to, um, make sure that I get the right, the proper strain so items. i normally buy the wild brand i don't know if you've seen them they come in like this oh cool i have the and there's flowers on the outside yes those yes yeah, i use yeah. so i usually get those i because 
the taste is just the best and just one gummy perfect just like the perfect amount for me so when last time we we got some the girl the girl was like um that there was a different package that i'd never seen before so i asked her i'm like which one's that is that peach she's like yeah but those are cbd and i'm like oh that's oh, cool yeah. i'm yeah. like those that's cool because sometimes you just want something to just relax but you don't want to be high right right so i was like yeah okay so give me one of those and so i think it was on friday um because you know it'd been a long week and i was like i just want to relax but i don't you know so i had one and mm-hmm. and i'm like you know cleaning and doing stuff around the house or whatever and then like mike's not home yet and then i think like 30 minutes in i've like i, I stop and like kind of check myself and i'm like <laughs> i'm like really high right now <laughs> So I don't know what happened. I think it's both. Yeah, it's not just CBD. Yeah. So that's why I said yes to the caramel without even thinking. Is because he said that this caramel is has CBD to counteract the THC because apparently people get anxiety sometimes when they smoke. Which isn't that the the whole point is to alleviate anxiety when you smoke yeah but it does happen i've that i've had that happen to me before where um uh i get real paranoid and that kind of leads to being feeling really anxious um yes do the kids can the kids tell (laughs) (laughs) because we normally always like do it like after the kids go to bed right <laughs> and then if like one of them walks in the room or something i'm just like oh don't, don't look at me right now stop don't ask it of me right now don't ask me to do stuff that's the worst i remember um, sometimes we would forget to like set up the tv because we, we at one point we had like i don't know we had to like hook up um uh, what are those things called the fire stick and then you had yeah. to like set it up with the internet and then our tv would like uh, there was all there were all these steps it wasn't just an easy <laughs> plug and play process and sometimes we would forget to do all that work before we had you know the, with the weed and yeah we were pretty much useless after that we're right. like well i guess we're not watching tv tonight <laughs> i'm just gonna read there's no problem solving <laughs> no <laughs> Oh my gosh yeah so that <clears throat> that that is um that's what happened with this with this indica was that it has th it has cbd in it mm-hmm. so it's thc and cbd it, these are just the these are just things that i don't need when i'm yeah. trying to yeah. do things so um yeah. so i have to go back um to the pot <laughs> store it, it, it which is my favorite one in portland because it is called simply the portland pot store <laughs> Portland Pop Store. It's just the dumbest name. I'm like, okay, I gotta go in here, but um, the people are super nice. The bud tenders, they're super nice. So it, it's it's a fun place to go. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's everything. So now you're caught up <laughs> from last yeah. week. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, do we have any announcements before we get started, or? Yeah, we just sent out retreat registration confirmations, um, and I included um, the agenda, workshops, activities, and the menu. So if you're joining us in Michigan, you should have that information. We'll be moving through some really great topics 
in the workshops. We're going to use heart energy for intention setting and manifestation. Um, you'll learn to connect with your higher self at deeper levels, um, working with your spirit guides, um, recognizing guidance and messages using tarot and oracle um, to validate what came through to you. So there's lots of good things. And we have some relaxing healing sessions planned. So you'll be guided through sound baths with Reiki meditations and integration circles. Yeah. Well, um, aren't you doing, you're doing the integration circle and yes, the integration and circles Reiki. and yes. And then sound the, bath. and the Reiki, yes, the Reiki yeah. sound baths yeah. and also um, a breathwork workshop. That's right. Yes. Oh, there's so much. Um, yeah. And since uh, creativity and developing our intuitive abilities are intimately connected, they kind of go hand in hand. Um, everybody will take part in a fun creative expression workshop that's taught by Cassie's Parlor, uh, my friend Cassie, um, and come away with some really cool tools to build your creative confidence. She's actually, um, she designs her own art supplies and she shares those with her students too. So, wow. And so, yeah, it, it's really cool. I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Um, yeah, yeah. And if you're still throwing around the idea of joining us. There's still time. The full yep. weekend package is $8.88 and the day long Saturday option is only $3.33. For all those yep. details, go ahead and visit our website and that's esotericspodcast.com slash events. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, Joe, what are we talking about today? So today I thought it would be fun to dig into sacred geometry. Oh, so several weeks ago, um, one of our group members recommended a future episode about this topic, and I loved that suggestion. So I put it on my list of potential topics, mm -hmm. um, which I have. I keep it on my computer. Do you do you keep a list of potential topics? How do you how do you know what you want to talk about from week to week? Well, we originally remember that really long list that we had created from the beginning. Um, I don't think I've looked at it recently. No. I normally, my own. <laughs> yeah yeah normally you just kind of wait for something like if I have like a repeating thing that's kind of come into my knowing or my consciousness or whatever or I just end up kind of having the same conversation with two different people you know um during a period of time. I'm like ah that I feel like that's something that I should look into or uh yeah but so I I do I do have a list the same. I sort of let life circumstances dictate what I talk to, what I talk about next, because uh, the, I think that list that we made was so exhaustive and it was so, I mean, there was so much on there, but it was just basic stuff and a lot of stuff that has been done. So yeah. I love that we're, we're being a little bit more um, curative about it. Um, so, uh, so back to this week's topic, um, I tentatively picked that subject for this episode, but you know, I was a little bit back and forth. I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. and then another member of our group made a comment about sacred geom geometry on a post asking, um, what topic that you geek out about. So I made a post. I was like, what topic do you geek out about? Um, mm -hmm. and she mentioned sacred geometry. So, um, that was my validation. That was my sign. And so that's what yeah. I picked. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 What did you did you answer that um, in that in the post? What what topic do you geek out about? I don't think I answered. I my um, thing that I like some reason I always end up talking to people about is reincarnation. I love it really. 
talking about reincarnation yes I I live for that shit like I love to hear stories or like especially like the little stories of when people have like little kids that still kind of remember that I I love those stories yeah so yeah reincarnation for sure and then uh, maybe like also like plant medicine stuff just like to hear people's experiences yeah you should do a podcast on reincarnation from your perspective and like all the things, because I mean, we cover it as far as like, I know I've covered it and I talk yeah. about it from a soul blueprint aspect, but I mean, that's just one. There's like a thousand different facets of reincarnation. Yeah. Yeah. There really are. Yeah. We should. Yeah, I love that topic too. Uh, okay. So yeah, let's talk about some sacred geometry. So the ancient Egyptians and the Greeks, they used sacred geometry in their mystery schools um, as tools of self-discovery and to sort of, um, um, you know, lead the mind into oneness, right? Mm -hmm. So way back then, they knew how badass sacred geometry is. Um, It has been studied by scientists and archaeologists, mathematicians, and spiritual seekers. Um, It's been called the architecture of the universe and the fingerprint of God. Yeah. Um, this, you've heard that before? I have, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the same geometric patterns are found in the tiniest, like, subatomic level, and they go all the way to, like, the galactic scale. So, you yeah. know, they're found in humans, plants, minerals, everything that is created. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, it literally proves that everything is indeed connected. So yeah. it, it's just a cool topic. Um, Now, architects have understood the power of sacred geometry in the construction of buildings for thousands of years. And religious leaders have planned the creation of their structures, um, their temples, their mosques, and their churches, um, based on the energetic frequencies of various shapes and and patterns. Um, And if you do like a Google search for sacred geometric architecture or architects mm-hmm. to this day there's tons of them out there that base their designs on sacred geometry oh. um, the ancients also believed that sacred geometry was essential to the education of the soul so you know there i was like this is this is what sucked me in <laughs> um it was essential to understanding the patterns and codes are symbolic of our own higher consciousness and self-awareness. Okay, so basically, um, we'll, we'll get into that, but it's, it's a really cool um, sort of concept. Ancients believed that sacred geometry was essential to the education of the soul and understanding that patterns and codes were symbolic of our like higher consciousness. So spiritually, the use of sacred geometry in healing is to believe to amplify sort of our connection to spirit and then um, create harmony um, between ourselves and the outside world, right? As above, so below, that sort of thing. And that's a a concept that will come back to us. All right. So one theory is that we have this grid work of light and sacred geometry that intertwines our physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual bodies. So we have like these, I've talked about them before, like our electromagnetic field. We have these seven different bodies that surround our, our physical body. Mm-hmm. And so this body radiates energy. Um, and like I said, I often refer to this as our etheric field. It's also more commonly called our aura. 
Okay. Okay, so we have our own personal sacred geometry within our aura that contains high frequencies of energy and light that activates, that heals, that awakens and transforms. Okay. Mm. Now these symbols, these sacred geometry symbols within our, our, our etheric field are, are, are codes that are also used to bring about like our awakening and, and well, basically that's what they do. They help our awakening. All right. Now, I know I'm getting a little esoteric because we're going to start talking about light codes here in a minute, but <laughs> my guides tell me that the ringing in our ears, or I've also called them downloads, mm-hmm. are actually light codes that are being activated. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I was like, what? When I was typing this, that's what I heard. Those are the download codes. Those are the activations. And I'm like, thanks, man. Thanks for the heads up. All right. So let's talk about those light codes for a minute because they are so cool. All right. So they're like seeds that were sort of planted in our body and um, they contain our soul blueprint and our life path. And they contain sort of the instructions. I know I've talked about the map, um, Mm -hmm. but that's, that's what they are. And these light codes are made up of sacred geometry. They're made made up of colors. They're made up of tones and frequencies. So that's why we react so positively to like the solfeggio frequencies and the binaural beats because our, um, our sort of aura or etheric field is made up of these. So what you're saying is though that essentially light and like light refracted light in a different way that light shows up or we see it or perceive it or whatever is made up of sacred geometry. Am I understanding correctly? Yes. It's, it's sacred geometry is sort of embedded in, um, well, it's embedded in the atoms, right. Of, of our body or, or, our cells or, okay. you know, all of yeah. those things. So yeah. it really is like the foundation of creation. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I know it's, it's kind of mind blowing, but it's also like, what? of course it is. Of course, you know, let's get down to the science of it. Um, all right. So now here's where, of course I was like, shut up. So, those little seeds that are planted, you know, in our body, they are imprinted with, um, sacred geometry and light. And, and, you know, that's our, they make up our soul blueprint. Mm -hmm. Um, but they're also, they contain the memory imprints of our past lives on this and all of other planes or existence, or better known as they contain our Akashic record. Oh, yeah, I know. It, it's like, right? So could you see why I can't freaking do stupid indica and type this thing? Because I have to. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like even just like completely sober and with eight hours of sleep, I would probably need to read this like three or four times before I could be like, okay, I think I'm starting to get it now. <laughs> right, right. And this is like, you know, sort of, I get, I got this from like this rabbit hole. It's like, okay, what? So just to break it down, our aura is composed of light and energy. Yes. Within Uh that light and energy, there are, there's sacred geometry that makes up 
all of the cells of that light and energy. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thank now, you. <laughs> you, you. Thank you. Right. I like, need it. Yeah. So I've long believed that human consciousness is actually 25% of our higher self that's sort of projected into this 3D reality, right? Like a hologram. Yeah. There was a meme the other day and I posted it and I was like, I knew it. And so it makes sense that our light body is that 25%. So what if that is our, you know, our existence or that is our reality? It's kind of, it, it, it's so funny because when I'm, when I'm sitting there and I'm doing all of this and I'm writing this, and I'm trying to put it into like this cohesive, you know, way, the way to talk about it, it all makes sense. But then when I try mm -hmm. to relay it, it's like, wait, what? Right. Well, it, it's a lot. It's oh, okay. It's and lot. also geometry is math <laughs> and it's math is just kind of hard sometimes. <laughs> And, yeah, and I don't understand the, the term sacred because I don't find, um, uh, I think that the esoteric nature of it and how it math is the foundation of all creation and universe, I think that's sacred and beautiful, um, but trying to really explain it um, is, is hard. It's difficult. Yeah, it, yeah, explaining it, or it's not just explaining it though, it's trying to simplify it. Thank you. Yes. Simplifying it down to that's something that's easily hard. understood. Because yeah. the word sacred actually means like it comes from connected with God. Yeah. So that's why we're calling it sacred geometry because it's the connection or source or however, yeah. you know, whatever word you want to use. But the foundation of creation. Yeah. So so that's that's where the sacred comes in. Yes. It, it gets it gets easier. Um, so. So basically, when those light codes are activated, it sort of, um, it, it's like an upgrade, right? Mm -hmm. And so like when we up level, you know, that sort of thing. And when that up level takes hold in our quantum fabric or our cellular structure or whatever, um, then that's when we, our, our cells, they start to vibrate at an increased rate. And that's what starts the awakening process. All right. And that's when we go from third dimensional consciousness to fifth dimensional consciousness. And some of us can actually go higher, you know, and we do when we enter the Akashic records or whatever like that. Mm -hmm. So that's how that all ties together. And what I was trying to explain is why the ancient Egyptians believed um, that it um, that they understood the power in the construction of, or I'm sorry, um, to be essential to the education of the soul, understanding the patterns and codes of our higher consciousness. I really like an ancient Egyptian to describe it to us. Well, why would it be able to understand that? <laughs> but, but yeah, so um, I went to Chichen Itza in, you know, when I went to Mexico and that's also, it follows the rules of sacred geometry as well. So the Mayans also use sacred geometry. Yeah. And honestly, I couldn't begin to describe, you know, what the Mayans practiced. <laughs> we all have trouble doing it, I think. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, so let's make this a little bit um, easier and talk about the common shapes and their meanings. Okay. All right, um, the sphere. So the sphere is one of the most simplest forms in sacred geometry, and all of the measurements are equal and complete in a sphere and can be found in the shape of the earth, um, like an atom, um, you know, um, maybe the shape of a seed, um, mm-hmm. right. Okay. But we also have circles, which are different from spheres. So a circle is a two dimensional and it's a symbol of oneness and wholeness. And it stands for the eternal constant cycles of change circles. They have no beginning and no end. And they, they represent like this never ending loop. And now the main difference between a sphere and a circle are their dimensions. The circle is a two dimensional shape and the sphere is a three dimensional shape. Honestly, I don't look at something and say circle or sphere, but what what I understand, like spheres, you know how the, there's a lot of crystal spheres now, a lot of yeah, yeah, sphere, yeah, that they, and they didn't have those before, so it's mm-hmm. it's you know it's it's a new thing. All right, um, another shape is the triangle, and a triangle yes. symbolizes balance and harmony and completion. Um, it's a three sided shape that can be related to the mind, body, and spirit. And then it has that upward facing point. Mm-hmm. And that indicates raising consciousness. Um, when pointing downward, it's been associated with feminine energy and reproduction. It sort of resembles the womb, which is kind of cool. Right. And the Illuminati um, apparently too. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> which everything is the Illuminati. It's like the because there's sacred geometry and everything. There so is if you're trying everything. to... If you're trying to look for it, you're going to find it. You're going to find it everywhere. It's in everything, right? You Mm -hmm. just said that. Um, Okay, so the Pyramid of Giza was built to recreate the energy that connects, um, like, the spiritual realms. Mm -hmm. And so the top of the pyramid represents the highest point of spiritual attainment, I guess. Um, The body is the journey to enlightenment, and that spirals upwards. Um, and then pyramids, uh, like they were used for initiations and sort of transporting people to other realms. So it's kind of cool how they, um, it was built to recreate, you know, um, the energy of connecting to the spiritual realms. Makes sense. Cause in Mexico, they use them to sacrifice people. <laughs> Go home. <Yeah>. Go home. <laughs> Send them home. Exactly. See, again, we're back to the Mayans again. <laughs> Uh, squares. Um, squares represent a practical and solid energy. Um, think about the base of a pyramid. It's a square. So the shape can be thought of as like foundational and stable and safe. Mm. Uh, one of my favorites is Vesica Pisces. My higher self's name is Vesica. And that's the name for the almond shaped area that's created when two circles intersect. Yes. Um, I love Vesica yeah. Pisces. I know it's so cool. It's also considered to be the symbol for um, Yeshua, Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Um, but in my opinion, and more importantly, you know how much I love Yeshua, but you know he was just a dude. Um, more importantly, it's a symbol of the divine feminine, signifying the vulva, which is the entrance to the magic of creation itself. Mm-hmm. Right? Women, yes. divine feminine. We yeah. we are able to create life within our bodies, and that is that's that's pretty badass i have no desire to have children i think the process is just weird but i 
Um, I can totally, I, you can still appreciate the the process. Yes. And women who actually have children, you know, um, women who have children like yourself, I think it's beautiful and amazing, but it's not for me. Um, spirals, spirals are cool. Um, again, the as above and so below connecting heaven and earth, spiraling up to connect to the physical self, to the higher self spirals, um, relate to everything from the shape of the double helix in the DNA, um, to how energy flows through the chakras. Um, and all spirals have two things in common, expansion and growth, both symbols of infinity. Um, you were talking about your kundalini awakening at some point yeah uh and also just with uh, spirals have always been in my life like there's always been a a thing about spirals somewhere in there um uh yeah and when I first learned reiki it was reiki that and there's several of the you know of the of the hand motions involve spirals and I was like I like when I first saw it I was like Oh my God, like, what is this? And it was, it was, yeah, it it was this really like intense moment of like, oh shit, like I know this, but I don't know this, but yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. Right. I think that that's super, uh, that happens a lot when we're hit with old, like ancient knowledge or, you know, the wisdom within where we're like, this feels really familiar and this is meant for me, but I just don't know why. Yes. Um, let's see the Taurus, um, the Taurus in sacred geometry, it's, um, it is like a circular donut shaped object with a continuous surface. Um, I was kind of like, how the hell am I going to explain this? And I found this really cool, um, example. So basically a Taurus is an energy pattern that can, that can sustain itself and it's made out of the same substance as its surroundings. So I read that and I was like, what? <laughs> this was, this episode was challenging for me. Um, but it's like, think of a tornado, a smoke ring or a whirlpool. Um, it's, it's created by itself, right? Like with a tornado, it's wind. Mm-hmm. Um, with mm-hmm. um, a smoke ring at smoke or a whirlpool with water. Um, okay, here's here's the why I love the Taurus so much. It's because the Taurus, I believe, is actually what our etheric field or electromagnetic field is shaped like. Oh, okay, okay. So one of the things that I'm going to do is when I do the promo, the art, the show art for this, I'm going mm-hmm. to take pictures of, I'm going to post pictures of all of these shapes. Okay. So that when you're listening, you can actually flip through it on your phone and be like, oh, that's what. Yes. Yeah. Because it sucks when you're, you're like, just over here trying to describe something on a podcast. <laughs> I, it's impossible. Literally. I mean, yeah. literally. Listen, this was this was really fun and interesting and involving to write, but then trying to translate it into um, talking about it. This yeah. is, this is not, this is not easy. It's not um, because I was, I'm pretty sure this uh, topic was on that long list. And I tried <laughs> to like one, like I remember I started to like look into it one day and I was like, I don't know how to present this. Uh, right. Right. <laughs> so I mean, kudos to you. <laughs> 
thank you but i'm just like wait a minute all right well there's some other there's 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 some other cool stuff coming up all right so there's a couple more um shapes that i want to talk about fractals fractals are super cool and a good example of a fractal is a fern each leaf on a fern is made up of smaller leaves that have the same shape of the larger whole uh, right yeah so yeah like no i like um because is this like the like the germ of life i'm looking at some um sacred geometry shapes right now just so i can like understand what you're saying and and hopefully get the whole experience so like the germ of life looks like a flower within a circle um okay um okay so with a fern when you look at the fern oh um it's like you look at the whole plant but each leaf of the fern is actually a miniature version of the whole plant that's what a fractal is oh oh that's, yes. that's kind of a mind fuck. It kind of, thank you. That's what I thought. That was cool as fuck. <clears throat> so it'd be like. Oh, no, no. The the fern is the perfect explanation for it. It is. That, yeah, yes. it does. Because it makes perfect sense. Yeah, that, yep. yeah, okay, that good, each good. leaf looks like, yeah. yeah. The whole. It's like a, mm-hmm. a, a bunch of million little mini ferns making up one big bird. Yeah, it, yeah, it's crazy. All right. The Merkaba. And, oh, that's also known as the Star of David. That's a super easy one. Is some people say it Merkaba. It's Merkaba. It's it's a, a lot of these words are hard to pronounce. Too, it's the so. English language. It's whatever you want it to be. It's whatever at this point. And I want it to be the Merkaba. Uh, no, I think I like Merkaba better. All right. So that is what's called a star tetrahedron. It's a three-dimensional eight-pointed star made from two pyramids. One points up and the other points down. Um, it sort of harmonizes male and female energy, like yin, yin, yang. Mm. And then it actually has a meaning. So mer means light, ka means spirit, and ba means body. So yes. is light, spirit, body. Um, it balances and revives sort of the activities between our brain and our mental abilities and our sensitivities. It can assist us in our spiritual growth. Um, it definitely by connecting us with our higher self. And, um, you can either do that by focusing your energies on a physical Merkaba and a lot of uh, metaphysical shops will have little crystals, um, you know, made into that shape. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have, um, a pendulum, a Merkaba pendulum. Yeah. Yes. Um, or you can just do it through visualization. So mm-hmm. um, here's the cool thing about that, though. People who are drawn to Merkabas often aren't really sure why. It's just generally accepted as a calling to sort of connect with your divine. And mm-hmm. that is the reason it's one of my favorites is because for some reason, um, I've always been drawn to that. Mm-hmm. Always. I don't know why. So I thought that was really interesting when they said that, that um, people don't really know why. Uh, let's see. There's two more. Okay. So there's the flower of life. Everybody knows that's arguably the most well-known example of sacred geometry. Um, it's a group of seven overlapping circles in the form of a flower and it represents creation and how everything is interconnected. 
Um, it's also a good um, symbol to harness the energy, or creative energy, as well as fertility and blessings. Mm-hmm. And um, images of the flower of life have been found all over the world in many, many, many ancient civilizations. So it is the flower of life. Yeah, you're I'm smiling. Incorpor- you- I'm incorporating it into something in my house. Into oh, the you t- are? Yeah, yeah. I'll, sh- I'll show you when it's done. Okay. Yeah. I love that. So yeah, it's pretty badass. It's and it's beautiful and super cute. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is Metatron's cube, and that's named after after Archangel Metatron, and who watches over sort of the flow of energy in creation. Um, in Jewish myth, it's said that Metatron created the cube out of his soul, oh. um, and that it represents the ge- geometric shapes. Um, all of them in one. So basically within this cube, there are five platonic solids that can be found and are thought to be the building blocks of creation. Okay. Okay. Um, What are those platonic solids? So super quick background. Uh Um, Plato taught um, in the Greek mystery school like 2,500 years ago that the five basic elements of the world were made of regular solids and they represented the five basic elements of earth, air, fire, water, and ether. So if you break these platonic solids down to their most simple form, they form the triangle, the square, the circle, the spiral, and the straight line. And I don't think I talked about the straight line, um, but I do have a note here about straight lines. There's no straight lines in nature? Right, right. It's called the point is what it is. Hmm. The point is found at the center of a circle or sphere, and it's ah. the beginning and the end. Um, and it's thought to be the place creation creation began. Okay. The point, oh. I guess. Oh, so. It's got to start somewhere, I guess. Huh? I mean, so we're just right. Call it a point. <laughs> well, right. Starting point, ending point. Um, all right, so... All right, so now how do you work with sacred geometry? Because we can, you know, other than having right. art or whatever, what the hell is it good for? Mm-hmm. So one of the most common ways to work with sacred geometry for spiritual growth is in meditation. So you would like hold the, uh, the visualization in your mind's eye or you could hold, um, you know, the shape in your hand. Um, so those five platonic solids. Okay. Now this is, this is, I'm just going to name them and then we'll go over them because they're, they're like, they're hard to, to, um, pronounce. So there's the, the tetrahedron. Oh yes. Okay. Okay. I love the tetrahedron. Yeah. And that resonates with fire. Mm, Okay. There's the hexahedron cube. And that resonates with earth. There's the octahedron, which is connected to air. There's the icosahedron associated with water. And then the dodecahedron is associated Uh with the universe. That's cool. I didn't realize that they each had like an element association with 
that makes sense. Right. That's what Plato came up with. That's what Plato taught is that those five basic elements of the world were made up of these regular solids and that they represented the five basic elements of earth, air, fire, water, ether. Hmm. That's why they're called the Platonic or Plato, Platonic. Oh, yes. Solids, Platonic solids. Yeah. I see. Okay. I know. I really tried to get more information on that, but people, a lot of people just glossed over that. I'm like, but that's really interesting. What was he doing? Well, how did he know come up with this? Like, I would way rather read that than. He was probably just very high on drugs. I probably, I mean, you kind of have to be. <laughs> He's like, how, how do you go? I, mean, I don't know. Do? I mean, I, there's no way. I don't no. know. I mean, unless he was like really deep in some meditation or something. But. I think he was stung. This this whole episode that we started out talking about four twenty, and then it's led to this. Is, is it, it makes sense because you it, can't right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the tetrahedron, you can use that um, for manifestation and creating change in your life. It supports personal power, acceptance of the old, so you can create something new. Um, it helps you think more clearly and it's a perfect symbol for balance, um, between the physical and the spiritual. So what I just recommend is that you get shapes, things that are these shapes and then hold them. Or like I said, hold the visualization in your head while you're meditating. And then you bring the energy of these sacred geometric shapes into your meditation. I also really like, they sell these, um, like wood uh, yes. plates right they're I forgot what they're called like the the burning that they do into the, they're like etched like etched oh wood. yeah that's not yeah. the right word I'm not doing it but anyway wood burning. yeah uh so they're yeah and they they have the sacred geometry drawn on them and then you use them as charging plates to do like your manifesting or to do a a crystal grid on top of them and all that yeah I love those Yes, that is, I took a, a sacred geometry class years ago and she had um, these three dimensional little shapes of all of the different, um, and you, you just held them and uh, mm -hmm. they were made out of wood or plastic or whatever. I don't remember. Okay. So the next one is the hexahedron cube and that resonates with earth and its key function is grounding. So it can help you to reconnect to the energies in nature um, and may actually help initiate a Kundalini activation if you're ready for it. Hmm. Um, it's also, the cube can also inspire creativity. The octahedron is connected to air and its key function is integration. So basically with this symbol, it creates a strong connection with your inner world and your outer world. Again, the as within, so without. Um, this platonic solid can help you with self-reflection. Well, it can help with healing, acceptance, forgiveness, and compassion for yourself and others. So all of that is self-reflection um, and um, like speaking from your heart. So that's a really good one. The octahedron is a really good one. Yeah. Uh, to take into meditation. Yeah, cosahedron is associated with water and its key function is transformation. Um, it can help enhance your creative thought process, remove emotional blockages. It can help you more easily go with the flow by encouraging freedom of expression. Um, and meditation with this one is a great way to attract more ease into your life by providing clarity around sort of why you experience certain emotions and how to react in a more um, maybe self-supportive manner. Hmm. 
And then finally, the dodecahedron is associated with the universe and its key function is ascension, expression, divine creation, um, really just the highest form of consciousness. So it helps us raise our frequency um, to, to more easily connect with those higher dimensions. Um, and of course, you know, our higher self. Um, It, it, because it has such a high frequency, it will help you raise your own frequency, but also the frequency of the environment as well. So um, it's a good um, shape to maybe have on your desk at work if you have, um, you know, like a, a negative working environment or coworker uh, or whatever. Oh, that's yeah. that's good. That's a good yeah. tip. All right. So all of that um, said... <laughs> <laughs> described <laughs> described as best as I could, but um, you guys, this is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to sacred geometry and how to use it in your life. Um, my recommendation is is to start using the frequencies that come from sacred geom geometric shapes to sort of create and decorate sacred spaces. That's sort of the easiest way that you can do to start working with sacred geometry. Um, yeah. Did you use it in feng shui? Uh, I've, I've just used it in the crystal grid things. So, um, I yeah. used it with that intention to create whatever, whatever environment I'm trying to create. And I'll do it with the crystal grid on top of some sacred geometry. And you don't have to buy like a fancy plate thing. I actually don't own one of those. Um, you can just print out, you can just print out your shape that you'd like, and then use a piece of paper and put your crystals right on top of that. Yeah. When I took a class with Curtis on crystal, um, grids, he just gave us these, um, um, chalkboard circles mm -hmm. so that you can make your you can draw your own crystal grid and then when you're done using it wipe it off and make a new one yeah yeah, yeah. that's nice it, it doesn't have to be um so anyway mindfully using um these uh, sacred geometry in um in your environment um you know uh, like i said for um, sacred spaces, healing and meditation rooms. Maybe if you're a practitioner, you know, put it in your, your Reiki or your massage room. Um, you can use it to harmonize low vibe areas, like shift energy, all of that stuff. Um, and so, um, you know, especially if you're a healer or practitioner, you'll notice a big difference in how others sort of relax and open up to these spaces. Yeah. Uh, you know, just like I said, just from digging into this, um, and trying to do like a basic 101, just the topic of sacred geometry is vast and like astrology. I mean, you can study it for years and still learn something new every day. So if this episode makes your soul sing a little, I say uh, dive deeper into it. Um, and if you're an expert and would like to come on the pod in a future episode, maybe and um, help explain it a little bit better um, or give a different aspect of it, we would love to hear that. So yeah, reach out. Absolutely. Yeah, so there we go. That's the overview of it. And, thank uh, you. Yeah, you're, <laughs> well, thank you for <laughs> um, helping with it because uh, yeah, that was that was that was a first for me. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a, yeah, I mean, yeah. Anyway, uh, do you have anything for the closing vibe? I do not have anything for the closing vibe. Um, I did though because I was looking at these things with you though. And so I'll just add this here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because I was looking at all these shapes with you and about the 64 tetrahedron. 
and the way that it appears throughout the natural world. So this is just kind of like mind-blowing stuff, right, when you put it, put it all together. So there are 64 codons in human DNA. Mm-hmm. 64 is the number of cells we have before the cells start to bifurcate or differentiate after conception. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy. 64 mm-hmm. is the fundamental number in computer memory and bits of code. 64, oh, yeah. yeah, 64 is encoded in the tetragram grammaton within the Hebrew Bible, which is the four-letter theonym WHWH, which is Yeshua, which in, means God in Hebrew. Yeah. 64 is the number of generations from Adam until Jesus. 64 <laughs> manifestations of Lord Shiva in Hinduism. 64 squares in chess and checkerboards. 64 hexagrams in the I Ching, 64 tantras, which is a form of Hinduism, and 64 is the maximum number of strokes in any Chinese character. So do you believe in that, that the math is the foundation of existence? I, I do, and, but I think that this is how you explain it. This is the right. link between yep. math and creation. There's something yep. in between, and that's the geometry. That's the geometry. That's sacred geometry, yes. I mean, I've always been drawn to numbers ever since, well, ever since I can remember, but when I learned numerology, I started to see patterns mm-hmm. in things. Um, what did I just do the other day? Well, I told you that ones and sevens were... Yeah, number, they were right? yours. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and then um, Leah, the other night, uh, my friend Laura, or the other afternoon, my friend Laura, she was over here and we'd, we'd, we'd gone to, we'd gone to a beautiful brewery, you know, on Sunday, mm-hmm. Saturday, it was beautiful. And so we grabbed a couple of beers to come back here and she wants, wanted to set me up on Tinder. And of course I was like, I was like buzz. So I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Right. So, um, you know, so she's actually doing it for me because I'm just sitting there with my beer laughing at the people. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> it, it really has been a fun um, experience. Anyway, the point is, is that when she signed me up, um, I got the two-factor authorization and I got this code. And oh. something in me said, add the numbers of the code up. They added up to 17. Oh, my God. All of my drivers, <laughs> all of my license plates add up to either 11 or 17 all of my addresses either add up to lovers so in my of my entire life, no matter where I live. So I so, believe in the numbers and there's something yeah. about me specifically that is based in the numbers one and seven. It's the same with you with numbers two and eight. Yeah. 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 So you can't make this shit up, but sometimes no, you can't. exactly. <laughs> sometimes you can't explain it either. So, <laughs> well guys, you can find us on all the socials under Esoterics Podcast and be sure to join our Facebook community, the Esoterics Community, to hear firsthand about our services, events, and courses, as well as get intuitive development tips, card pools, free meditations, and a lot more. Thank you for sharing space with us today. Stay mystical, magical, and come back and do it again next week. See you later. See ya.